The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Listen, there's songs around you that dance in the air like a melody. Messages of Hope. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Messages of Hope show. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and am very excited to share with you today my very special guest, Echo Bodine. Many of you know about Echo and her books She's uh, and her classes. She is a psychic, a medium, a healer, a ghostbuster. Maybe we'll have time to talk about that later, and author of quite a few books. I need to ask how many exactly, and a teacher of psychic abilities, mediumship, and intuition. When I was looking for just the right guest for today's topic, which is developing your intuition and using it regularly in your life, I put a call out on Facebook to my followers on my Facebook page. Who would you like to hear from? And several said, how about Echo Bodine? And I and I just loved that because Echo and I have had the chance to meet. She is a delightful person. I was thrilled when I reached out to her on a trip through her town, Minneapolis, and asked if we could meet. And she willingly said, sure, let's get together. We had a, a very nice lunch together. And she, there was just no ego there. She's so willing to share what she knows. And so let's bring her in without further ado. Echo, good afternoon. I'm Suzanne. Cass, girl, it's great to be here. Uh, wonderful to connect with you, to feel your energy again. And the reason I was so thrilled to meet with you is you were like uh, a mentor of sorts to me. I don't want to say an idol because that would, you know, <laughs> might embarrass you, but you, you've been on, you've been on several big name TV shows. You've had your own radio show and teaching for years, for over 30 years now. So you're one of the, the trailblazers for those of us in this field. And we thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, yes. Can you believe it's been that long? Wow. 
kind of going by. But yeah, yes, it's been an interesting uh, journey, to say the least. So we're going to talk a lot about that. Did, um, do you mind if I start telling by telling everybody a very funny story that happened in that lunch when we got together? Please do. <laughs> I think humor is wonderful, and it just raises the energy. It's already high, and this has nothing to do with intuition, but it's something we've laughed about for years. Do you remember when we met for lunch and our waiter was just drop-dead gorgeous? Do you remember him? <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know what? I don't remember that part of it. Oh okay. my gosh. You'll, I think you'll remember this. We we both we asked him to take off his sunglasses and when he did both of us um we we actually were startled because it even made it better. I can say this without making Ty jealous because it's it's really what funny what happened next. We were ordering and I decided to have soup for lunch and he looked at me and he said, "Would you like that in a bowl or a latrine?" And I started laughing, and I said, hmm, you know, I, I spent 20 years in the military, and, and a latrine is a is a bathroom, a toilet. And he, he, he looked really confused, and he, and he said, no, 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 it's the bowl that the soup comes in. And I said, well, I'll have the bowl, but maybe you want to check on that. I don't know if you remember this echo. And he came yes. back, his face was beet red, and he said, it is a terrine, not a latrine. And he'd been saying that to his customers for years. Oh, my God. Years. And nobody had said anything to him? Oh nobody until that point. How funny. Oh, so, adorable. obviously, he did not have very good intuition or he would have picked up on his yeah. <laughs> client's <laughs> discomfort. But you have been using your intuition since you were a child, correct? I have. Yes, I have. Yes. I love intuition. It's my most, well... I guess I shouldn't say my most, well, yeah, it is my most favorite thing to talk about because, you know, it's so cool, Suzanne, is that every one of us has it. And I feel bad for the people who don't know it or don't understand it because it's it's the most powerful thing we have to help us maneuver our way through lives. And, um, you know, I've had uh, lots of times I have grandparents that take my classes and they want to know what what's the best thing I can teach my grandson or my granddaughter and uh, to help them get through life. And my answer is always the same. Teach them how to hear their intuition and recognize it and trust it. And, um, I mean, really, that's like the best thing that you could teach for any child. And... Oh, you know, lately I've been thinking so much about I would love to reach out to women in business. Well, everybody in mm-hmm. business, really, but women in business because, Suzanne, I've been self-employed for, well, ever since I got into this field full-time in 1979, and I have always, always run my business by my intuition. And, um, you know, it's been a successful business. I've done things that other business people say, you know, that was kind of scary or that was quite a risk or I can't believe you did that. And yet it always turns out really well. So, yes, it is my very favorite topic. And it was my sweet mama who she was always, gosh, she was always so intuitive about everything. And that's. You know, when I said to her, I was just little, and I said to her, how do you always know everything? And she mm-hmm. said, it's my intuition. And so I said, well, will you teach me about that? And she said, yeah. And it it just, it's like she used every opportunity in my 
to teach me about listening to that still small voice within. And so, you know, people, it's interesting, people say to me all the time, oh, you're so lucky because, you know, you have all the answers because they think because I'm psychic that I have all the answers. And I say, no, it, it doesn't have anything to do with being psychic. It's all about intuition. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think that, uh, and a lot of people teach that psychic abilities and intuition are the same thing. But I have come to learn that they are different. They're located in different parts of our body. And uh, so, you know, I'm going to turn it back to you and just say, hey, where do you want to go with all of this? Because I could talk about intuition until... Oh, till midnight tonight. (laughs) I'd love to, and so would our listeners, I'm sure. But you must be psychic, because I did make several questions to make sure that we hit on the the most important points. And, of course, number one is, what is the difference between psychic abilities and intuition? Okay. Psychic abilities, the main psychic abilities, there's four psychic abilities, and um, those are mainly up in our head. Okay, so we have clairvoyance, which is the gift of sight, seeing. We get pictures in our head. We can see a whole, it's almost like a whole comic strip of pictures. Uh, there's clairaudience, which is the gift of hearing, and that means that we get thoughts in our head from spirit. The next one is clairsentience, which is the gift of sensing. You know, we sense things about people. And clairgustance is the gift of smell, which is an odd one. Mm-hmm. It isn't, clairgustance isn't anything that you can really develop. You either have it or you don't. And as you, I'm sure, know, uh, where clairgustance shows up the most is when you're communicating with the deceased. And uh, they will send through a smell that will help the person identify who they are. So three of those gifts, we've got hearing, smelling, and seeing. Those are up in our head. And clairsentience is more, uh, you know, it's almost like intuition. It's a body sensing. We walk in and we Mm -hmm. sense, you know, we walk into a, maybe we're going to a, a new class and we walk in and we sense the energy of the room, the energy of the people around us. And does it feel like this is where we belong or no, this isn't quite for me. That's clairsentience. Our intuition is down between somewhere between our heart and our belly button. And it is a still small voice within our soul. And so what we have to do, a lot of us is, well, all of us, we have to retrain ourselves because when somebody asks us a question, like, for example, uh, this is an example I use a lot. When I was little, I remember my girlfriend, Debbie, asked me if I could come to her house for a slumber party. And I asked my mom and she said, she pointed to my stomach and she said, well, what does it say? What does your intuition say? And I was like, what? And so I'm thinking in my head, right? Oh, this is going to be fun, and we're going to stay up all night. We're going to eat all kinds of stuff. And uh, 
And my mom, again, points to my stomach, and she says, honey, what does your intuition say? Well, I said, mom, I don't know what it says. Uh, Yeah, it says yes. She says, okay. And so I went to the slumber party, and about halfway through, I got really lonesome, and I wanted to go home. And I called my mom, and she said, yeah, I'll come and get you. And she said to me in the car, what did your intuition say? And I said, Mom, I don't know what it said. But she started to explain, okay, well, honey, if it's a yes, then it feels very positive in here. And if it feels, if the answer is no, it feels kind of dead in here, like there's no response. Mm -hmm. And so after that, Suzanne, really any kind of, any time that I had to make a decision about something, she would point to my intuition and say, okay, now what does it say? What does it feel like? And you know, the part of the problem for a lot of us is that that's the same area where we carry a lot of our emotions, and so it's hard to um, it's hard when we've got emotions on the surface, and then we're trying to get to this this still small voice deep within our soul. Um, but we can do it. We can do it. It's just if a person has a lot of emotional baggage. It can be harder for them to hear that still small voice, but um, but it's there for everybody. And you know, I have some students that will say to me, "No, no, I don't have intuition." Well, <laughs> we all have it, and our animals have it. They have that basic instinct about things, and that's what it is for us. Yeah. So that's the difference: is intuition is located somewhere internally in the area between the heart and the and our belly button. Beautiful description. And what a blessing to have your mother as a teacher so young with something that was so valuable throughout your life. I know, Susanna. It was really the best. It was absolutely the best. Because, you know, okay, so then how many years later? I'm 17 years old. The psychic tells me and my mom that someday we're going to be well-known psychics. And it's like, what? And, um, <laughs> and, we had to take classes to develop our psychic abilities. And the best part about having learned about intuition is that when I go to interpret a picture or interpret thoughts that are coming into my head, I go right to my intuition and say, okay, am I interpreting this accurately? And my intuition is just, I mean, it's, you know, I just, I wish all psychics understood. Right to go to that area for validation because that's where we can, you know, a trip up and give people misinformation. And there's there are some psychics that they don't really understand the pictures they're getting. They don't really understand the messages they're getting. And so they'll just give something instead of checking with intuition. And uh, that's why it's important to me with my psychic classes that, I really focus heavy on intuition and psychic development, not just psychic development. Yes. And to find out more about Echo's classes, go to her website, please, guys. It's echobodine.com. You can tell already what a great teacher she is. So I want to, we're going to get back to later this issue of what about when our emotions get in the way? Because I know a lot of people listening said, that's me, that's me. How do I get past that? But yep. the, I think we should really touch on the most important aspect that I think is underlying all of this, what is 
this inner voice? What's the source of it? You and I both know, but I would love to hear it. I really, truly believe that it is the voice of God within all of us. And, um, you know, it talks in the Bible about the still small voice within that it's in Kings somewhere. And gosh, my memory is failing me right now. But it says basically that we look for God in the storms. We look for God in the winds. So I I think what it's saying is we look for God um, in, in the tough times, in the bad situations. And it says in there, but we don't find God there. We find God in the still small voice within. And I, you know, being a, a unity student for many, many years, that's where I learned that it is the, the voice of God within all of us. And I think some people are hesitant to admit that God would speak directly to them. But this is the most important learning we can come to, don't you think? Yes, I do. I really do. Um, you know, I think it's so cool that you have a show with unity. I mean, yeah, me I'm too. a fan of unity. And, you know, in the book, Emily Cady's book, Lessons in Truth, it talks about the voice uh, within being the still, the still small voice within being the voice of God, and and I agree with you. A lot of people, oh, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people still have this idea of God as this guy way, way, way far away up there in heaven somewhere with a long beard, and he's taking notes on all the bad things we do, and they they feel so <clears throat> detached from that God. And, um, you know, when people really start to realize, holy smokes, really, God is inside of me. God's a part of me. I'm a part of God. And God communicates to me. You know, that's, I mean, I remember when I was taking classes at Unity on Lessons in Truth, and a lot of us in class that night were like, really? Really? God's inside? And, um, you know, it took a few of us, and I remember even some of the people in class saying, oh, that's that's not, that's ridiculous. That that just doesn't happen. So it is a whole different way of thinking. And, yes. you know, when we break through all of our religious stuff and get down to, wow, maybe they're really, maybe that really is the voice of God. You know, it really changes things for us. It, it puts us on a different course in life. And it's a lot more satisfying than thinking of this guy way up in the sky who's being judgmental, critical, and everything else. It's really nice. And then when we find out, you know, I remember, I think it was in Emily's book that she said, intuition will never lie to you, and it is 100% correct. Yes. And that one really, wow, just kind of smacked me between the eyes because I started thinking about, you know, it never has lied to me, and it never it never has steered me in the wrong direction. It's always, it seems like it's always got my back. And, you know, we had a great discussion that night, and, and I do teach about intuition in my classes, and I say, you know, it really is a voice inside that has your back. Suzanne, I want to tell you a cool story. Um, back in the 80s, people were talking about God being uh, within us and our higher self. And I'm thinking, what? Higher self? What is What is all this? And 
I, I couldn't quite, I'm such an analytical Virgo, so I'm in my head, I'm trying to figure out, well, where is God? Is he in between my stomach and my intestines, uh, uh, my lungs? I mean, I was being very logical, kind of practical about, well, where is this God existing in me? And um, this was before I connected that God was, the voice of God was intuition. And I went to mm-hmm. a friend of mine who is a meditator, and I said, you know, you meditate, right? Yeah. And do you think that God is within us? And he said, oh, yeah, of course. I'm like, well, where? And he said, heck, <laughs> you need to meditate. You'll find him. I'm like, what? I just can't. I think too much. I, I, I can't calm down, blah, 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 all the same excuses everybody else has. And um, I was determined to figure this out. So one day I got on my treadmill and I thought, okay. I know, and I was bored stiff, and I thought, okay, I know what I'm going to do. So I closed my eyes. I held onto the bars. I closed my eyes, and I said, okay, God, are you really in there? And Suzanne, no kidding, this beautiful white light came out of the center of me. And Yay. I had my eyes closed, and I, it was just startling. And I heard, yes, I am. Oh, how beautiful. And, so I kept my eyes closed, and I just kept watching this light, and it was just this beautiful, shimmering, very life-like energy. And um, I didn't know what to say. I was just so stunned. So I just stayed on the treadmill, finished my 20 minutes, and uh, got off the treadmill and came upstairs, and I was just kind of like, oh, my God, what was that? Okay. So the next day, I go down on the treadmill, and... Uh, I said, are you still there? And this white light came out, but it turned into, it looked like a sword, like Excalibur. I mean, it was just beautiful. And I said, well, why do you look like a sword? And the words I heard was, I am your protector. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is all this? And I was freaking out. I mean, I looked cool on the outside, but on the inside, I'm freaking out going, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I, what am I tapping into? This is scary. And um, so I did that every day after that when I got on my treadmill. And I would just say, hi, God, are you there today? The light would come out. Yes, I am. And then I started asking guidance about different things, and I would get a sense of, I would get an answer. And then, Suzanne, this was just this was a riot. Okay, so about a year after all this was going on, and every day I was hearing this male, hearing or sensing this male presence. I got on the treadmill. I said, hi, God, how are you doing today? And I heard a female voice, and it said, what? I'm doing fine. And I went, whoa, 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 who are you? And this voice said, I'm the female side of God. And it's time for you to get to know me. And you know what I said? I can't even believe I said this. I said to her, well, could I speak to the real God just for us? Oh, no. <laughs> and um, and it felt like, it really felt like she chuckled. And, um, and then she said to me again, you need to get to know me now. And so for the next year, the whole Every day the conversations were with the female side of God. And now, wow. after that, then, I mean, 
each day when I communicate with this inner voice, I either get the male or the female, but I've come to know just how cool and how amazing this God energy is. So yeah. there, there, I'm done telling my stories. Now you can. I love that. I love that. And, and now everybody has great motivation to get in shape and to exercise because you've just shown us you don't have to sit in the silence and quiet your mind completely, which I tell people just practice present, being present, and you have to ask. And you're the perfect ex- expression of that, that, that you example of that, that you ask the question with the yep. clear intent from the heart and you got the answer. Yes. It's beautiful. Wow. You know, then it was good for me because my mind had to keep my feet on the on the treadmill. And so my mind was very busy focusing on just keep walking on the treadmill. And then I was able to go to that, that other level within me. So my mind was busy. And that's why it was, I think that's why it worked for me. Fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful tool. You you um, mentioned the still small voice several times, and I feel that of all your books, that's you agree. I know that that's your best one for learning intuition. It's actually called Still Small Voice. So, so those of you listening, if you want to learn more about intuition from an expert in it, get Echo's book, Still Small Voice. And I'd read your books, many of them, for years. You're just so well-rounded in this whole field. But I love just opening up that book at random and seeing the words intuition is sacred and powerful. And I love that that you hold it that way. It's not just this instinct. We all have it, but it is sacred because it is our connection to the divine. I know. You know, Suzanne, when I was growing up, my dad always made fun of my mom. Yeah, you and your intuition. Yeah, you and your intuition. And and I would say, well, Dad, you know, it's really working. And yeah, 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 you and you women. And that was always how it was. Okay, it was never validated by my dad. And so I just thought it was this weird little thing that us women had. And that's why it was so good for me when I took that class that um, – when when Reverend Clark said, no, we all have it. Men have it, women have it, animals have it, trees have it. Everybody has that connection to God. That was so good yeah. for me because it just validated it. it. It took it out of the realm of just this fluky little thing that us women have, and it really put like a stamp of approval on it yeah. that, hey, this yeah. has been really significant within all of us. And and it's really important for us to connect with that inner voice. You know, the other thing that I love, too, is just reading God, or I'll say it this way, intuition, still small voice, never lies to us and is 100% accurate. I mean, that's yes. pretty powerful. It we is. What else can we, where else can we say that? Hmm? There's nothing else we can say that about. I know. Exactly. I mean, yeah. that's about the highest thing you can say about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we we have three minutes until a break. So if we start on this next topic, we'll come back and continue with it. With it. But how can our listeners learn to use, to incorporate intuition into their everyday life? Okay. Very simply, you start changing the way you operate. We all go to our head right away when somebody asks us a question. And what we need to do is retrain ourselves to go down to our gut, visualize a light inside, even if you have to make it up. You know, um, it's 
in there. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to find it. First, we find it. And, you know, really, if people... If people think about how many times we say in a day, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Oh, I knew you were going to call. Oh, I knew. Okay, women use the word knowing. Women will say, you know, if their uh, significant other says, well, what do you mean we should take a left? I I think we're supposed to take a right. No, I just have a knowing. No, I know we're supposed to take a left. Okay. And when women find themselves using that word, they have tapped into their intuition. It's not based on facts. It's not logical a lot of times. Uh, Men use the term, my gut tells me this is what we should do. When people listen to how they talk, they'll realize um, that, oh, yeah, I I did know that. I had a knowing about that. Think about times in the morning when you're on your way out to work and your intuition says, you get this knowing, take a sweater. And you think, take a sweater, it's going to be 90 today. Take a sweater. <laughs> and you don't. We don't. And then the we go to work and we come out and a cold front has come in, an unexpected cold front, and now we're freezing to death. And, you know, my son and I say to each other a lot, okay, why didn't I just go back and get the sweater? When I knew I needed a sweater, why, why, why do I argue with it? And that's what we do is we argue with our intuition. And I think that's, that's an important thing that we need to talk about after the break is uh, belonging to the Yeah But Club. And there is a different club out there called the Yeah But Club. Yeah But <laughs> Intuition. I know what you're saying, but it doesn't make logical sense to me. That's where we get stuck. So we can talk about that after the break. Great. We sure will. I have so much more I want to ask you about. This is this is great. Such practical tools. Yeah. So I hope all of you are feeling the same way. We're going to take a, just a short two-minute break, come back, and we'll continue talking with Echo Bodine about intuition. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. 
If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. We're having a great discussion today with psychic, medium, healer, author, teacher, Echo Bodine, talking about intuition. And when we left off last, Echo, you were talking about intuition being the voice of God. And and you Mm -hmm. gave an example of following your intuition when you're going out on a warm day and the voice says, take a sweater. (laughs) Now, some people may listen to that and say, would God really get down into that kind of detail? Take a sweater? Yes. Yes. Believe it or not, God would. Okay. What people need to understand is that um, God is watching over us in a very protective, loving way. And um, see, it's like, okay, think about when if you all of you out there, if you have children, um, and you send them off to school that first day, and you're like, oh, gosh, I wish I could just be in their back pocket and protect them all throughout the day. Well, that's what intuition is like. It's it's a, a part of us that protects us, um, keeps us from, you know, will just, oh, gosh, it's like a part of us that's always watching out for our highest good. And so, yeah, the God energy knows that there's a cold front coming in. And so, of course, it's going to say before you're walking out the door, take a sweater. And I don't need a sweater, okay? (laughs) Um, 
You know, I had a radio show here in the Twin Cities for many years on FM 107, and it was on Saturday nights, and we would have people call in and tell us intuition stories that happened throughout the week, and it was always really fun. But what we realized was that (laughs) there were more people calling in with stories of, yeah, but... Uh, my intuition said, you know, to take a sweater, but yeah, but, you know, it's going to be 90 degrees today. I don't need a sweater. People mm-hmm. always arguing with that still small voice. And um, and again, like I said, my son and I talk about this a lot. You know, like, why why can't I just go back in the house, get the sweater? And and so what if it's sitting in the car? You know, um, yeah. we do this a lot because we think, oh, that's silly. We think that doesn't make sense. Okay. I had, uh, so we encouraged people on the show. We encouraged people to call us and tell us their yeah, but stories. And we even called it the yeah, but club. You know, are you a member <laughs> of the yeah, but club this week? Tell us the story. Well, this was, I, I've never forgotten the story. This is just a riot. So <laughs> I was telling them one Saturday night about um, shopping, Christmas shopping for people. And um, when you go to, pick something out for someone, you know, hold it in your hand and just put your attention down on your, uh, on, on the area, your gut area and just say, okay, is this something she'd really like? Uh, it feels dead. Okay. Put the thing back. And, um, so I was telling him that week that was all about how to Christmas shop using your intuition and that you'll get the right size, you'll get the right present. And, um, all right, so this this it was so about a week before Christmas, and a lady called in and she said, "Ah, oh, well, I'm a member of the Yabut Club this week, and I'm so frustrated." And she says, "I was at Target, and I," she said, "there was um, one. Let's see, how did this go? There was one Barbie doll there that she said I walked by it, and my intuition said, get that.'" And mm-hmm. she said, and I stopped, and I thought why? Why would I get that? No, I don't need that. And she didn't ask for that. And intuition was real strong. Get it. And she she stood there and she thought, well, I don't know. I really don't need it. And what what am I going to do with a Barbie doll? And um, okay, so she walked away from the store and uh, didn't get the doll. Well, her sister called her and said, oh, my God, um, her little daughter was going crazy for this one particular Barbie doll. And she said, if you can find it anywhere, please get it for me. And she said, oh, my God, I just saw it at the store. My intuition told me to get it, and I didn't get it. She says, I'll go back right now and get it. She went back, and it was gone. Of course. And she was really upset with herself because she didn't trust her intuition. Okay. So, you know, we're all like, oh, we're really sorry that happened. Okay, next time you need to listen. The next caller calls in, and she's laughing, and she says, okay, all right. She says, here's the story. She says, I'm in Target, and I'm there getting toys for my three boys. And she says, and I walked by this Barbie doll, and my intuition tells me to get it. And I thought, why in the world would I buy a Barbie doll? And she says, with three boys. <laughs> she says, I've learned to trust my intuition, so I bought it. And she says, it's exactly the same doll the previous caller wanted. So she says, I'll drop it off at the station this week for her. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. 
Isn't that just a cool story? That's fantastic. Yes. One God, one mind yeah. working together. Okay. Fantastic. You know, the, you're, you're helping me to think that the flip side of yeah, but is giving thanks where thanks are due. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we follow our intuition and so many people take credit for that. Oh, I listened to my intuition instead of thank you, God. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. gosh, girl. I spent half my day saying thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. That was really cool. <laughs> oh, Yeah. So that was a great example of timing, back-to-back ladies on the show. How does timing play into intuition? Oh, timing. Timing's an interesting one. But, you know, I'll just go to my intuition for everything and say, okay, um, like, okay, for an example, um, when I'm going to teach a new class or or give a lecture, anything, Suzanne, I always look at the, the calendar and I say, okay, um, should I do it in April? No. May? Yes. Okay, good. So I start the first week? Mm, and there's just no feeling at all. Okay. Should I start the second week? Ooh, all of a sudden there's this feeling inside of, yay, yippee, skippy. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> and I said, and I have taught for years on Tuesday night. And I said, uh, this time I said, should I, should I do Tuesday night? No. And I said, what do you mean no? I always teach on Tuesday night. No. And hmm. uh, so I said, Wednesday night? Yep. And it was such a strong feeling. And what was really cool was that I just wasn't, I was going back and forth about the dates, back and forth. And finally, I I chose um, the second week in May. And I put out the announcement. And I can't even tell you how many people have emailed me and said, oh, I'm so glad it's going to be on a Wednesday night. Oh, I'm so glad it's going to start the second week in May because I had this other commitment till the end of, you know, till the end of the first week. And, oh, my gosh, the timing of this is going to be so perfect for me. And, Suzanne, that's that's how it's always been. Always. Always. I I have to admit, I've never thought of using it in that way. You know, picking dates for events and things. I'm I'm sitting here saying, "Wow, I wonder how many other areas of my life I'm not using this in." So I don't know about those of you listening, but that's just fantastic. Anytime you have to make a decision. I have a lot of people that follow horoscopes and such, and they say, "Oh, don't don't schedule that then. Mercury Mercury's retrograde." And I I don't I don't listen to that because I'm not familiar with that type of thing, but this I really understand, timing yeah. and asking your intuition. So thank you for that. Well, you know what? This is Here's another really cool story about timing is that uh, many years ago, the man I was engaged to, um, every year the company that he worked for, they had to give their vacation dates to the company in January for the whole year. And the first two years that he and I were together, he would pick up the dates. He had a boat. And, well, you understand about boating. And he had a mm-hmm. boat. And... Of course, we always wanted the perfect, the perfect summer weather for boating. Well, the first two years, he picked out the dates. It rained all those dates. And the oh, third no. year that we were together, I said to him, can I pick out the dates for your vacation? And he said, really? And I said, yeah, I want to <laughs> use my intuition. And so what I did was uh, first I just started out with, okay, should we um, – Pick any time in April? No. May? Yes. Okay. Uh, June? Uh, yes. Okay. July? Uh, and it was kind of funky. And I, and my head is saying, well, July is going to be perfect. And uh, there was a little, uh, 
Okay, and so then, uh, well, should I do August? Uh, so I thought, all right, what is this? What do you mean? Uh? And <laughs> so I went back and forth and then realized it was uh, right at the end of July and the beginning of August. Okay, but what I do, Suzanne, is, okay, so intuition says yes to June. So I look at each week. I say, okay, this week? No. This week? No. This week? Yes. Okay. This week? Mm, it would be okay. All right, and so I did that mm-hmm. for the next seven years that we were together. And Suzanne, every every week that intuition guided me, it was a perfect week of weather. Wow. And there, okay, so here's the thing that blows me away. How does my intuition know in January yeah. that the third week in August is going to be perfect weather? How? Mm-hmm. It boggles my mind. And I guess we don't have to know the the how. We just learn to follow it and know that and learn to trust it. So so this gets back to the question that was really important, and I know people will be frustrated with me if I don't get back to it. What about people whose emotions are really invested in something? How do you get past that to get an accurate response? I know it. I know. For example, you know, brides picking out their wedding date. Um, they they get stuck. They want a certain time. You know, my niece, she wanted a certain time for her wedding. And I just, I, I just shuddered. It's like, Oh God. And, uh, and it turned out to be an extremely windy day and um, everybody was commenting. And then a cold front came in. Uh, it was a bummer, but she wanted it to be in September. And that's all that was important to her. Um, uh, that can be a problem. That's why we have to really be willing to let it go, let go of our strong desires, because the thing that people he need to really get is that intuition has our back all the time. And intuition is going to pick the very best date for a wedding, for a family picnic, for a class reunion, <clears throat> It's not going to pick a bad date. It's going to pick a good date for us. And the biggest problem that us humans have is, first of all, listening for it. But secondly, and again, the biggest problem is trusting it because it isn't based on truth or no, it isn't based on fact. Let me say that. It's not logical. Um, A few years ago, uh, my boyfriend, he, his, he and his family, they were going to go on a uh, family cruise for a week. Or they were renting a big boat and they were going to go, okay. And Mike came to me and said, what do you think? Uh, you want to go? And I and oh gosh, Suzanne, it was, oh, it was such a funny little feeling in my intuition. And I said, uh, sure. Because I wanted. It doesn't sound real confident. <laughs> no, honey. It, I wasn't. And it, but I wanted to be part of the group, okay? And so every time that they would get together and start planning, I'd get, again, this funny little feeling. And I, I just, I didn't know what to say. And I kept thinking, oh, I hope maybe I'm making this up. And then the week before the um, cruise or the boat, the boat thing, uh, my intuition said, nope, not going. And I thought, what? What do you mean not going? Not going. And I thought, but he's bought the plane ticket to get to Florida. He's made all these, nope, not going. And, oh, God, 
I, I <laughs> actually cried that afternoon. I thought, there's no way I can take tell him. I mean, he's going to be so disappointed. I can't even do this. And But I had I finally had to say, you know what? I can't. I can't go. And he was very upset with me. His family was upset with me. You know, how can you do this? I kept checking with my intuition. Please, can I go? Please. And it's like, nope, nope. And um, so they all left. I mean, they were all at our house that morning, and uh, and the sisters were still trying to get me to come. And I said, you guys, I have to go with my intuition. And uh, they didn't really even understand what I was talking about. And um, they all went. They had uh, not such a good time. They had a ton of boat issues, uh, a lot of problems. And me, I was home. I was all by myself. And I finally, I had been stuck on the um, ending for one of my books for, oh my gosh, I'd been stuck for quite a while. I just couldn't couldn't come up with a the an ending to a book that I really wanted to feel good about. And I was able to, being by myself, I was able to write a beautiful ending chapter for this book that I was on a deadline for and I was over deadline. And so it actually turned out perfect for me. And the other thing that was cool was we had this extra plane ticket now. The the airlines gave us credit mm-hmm. for it. And he had a situation come up in his family that he had to fly out to New York for, and we already had the ticket paid for, and it all worked out just fine. But so that leads to a question, though, that's about, I love how you stuck with it and really trusted it over your boyfriend. That's tough. Yeah. So that's like a roadblock to relying on intuition when others try to, to talk you yeah. out of it. Was he able to forgive you and see that you were right to follow that? He, You know what? He said one day, well, you know, I, I do have to admit that, you know, we did have a few problems. And <laughs> <laughs> um, But I don't, I don't know if he ever really did. Um, uh, we're not together anymore. But that, and that, that wasn't the reason. He, you know, he would say many, many times, I'm amazed that you live like this. And I said to him, mm-hmm. but don't you see how it always turns out? Yeah, yeah, I have to admit it, it really does. Um, that's, you know what, that, besides the trust factor, that's the second hardest reason, that's the second reason why this is hard to live this way, because people in our lives, they get really frustrated. People get really frustrated with me, even my own family, who knows I live like this. It's like, yeah. well, could you just make a decision yourself instead of having to <laughs> But you it? are. <laughs> when you realize that we and that mind, that divine mind are one. <laughs> no. But they're like, well, yeah, but Echo, I need a decision right now. And I say to people, no, you know what? You don't need a decision right now. And I need to sit with this. And I need to get an answer. I can't just answer you right now. And so, um, Could I interrupt a second and ask you how often you just get an answer on the fly versus sitting with something? I would think that the more you sit with something, the more muddled it gets. That's exactly true. Um, when it's emotional for me, that's when I have to walk away, clear the emotions, and, and ask God, help me detach from this so I can really get a clear answer. But, you know, Suzanne, now, I mean, I've been doing this for so long that I, I go right to my intuition and I get answers really fast. Sometimes it takes maybe, it might take 10 minutes just to clear what I want the answer to be and then get to get down to what the answer is. But, yeah, I mean, 
the more you practice it and the more we trust it, that's the biggest issue, the more we trust it, uh, the faster it, it, it comes, the quicker it works. You know, the more, I don't know, you know, the more people realize this isn't something outside of themselves, but this is something within themselves that they yeah. can rely on 24-7. Um, it really changes things for people in a really cool way. So people listening today, how do they immediately start working this way, living this way? They really, they start, they put their attention down in their, um, in between their heart and their belly button. It's inside there. And people say, well, you know, somebody said to me the other day, well, I think my intuition is in my arm. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Don't get stuck on where it is. It's just, it's inside the center of your soul. And if people can visualize that, um, it's like, okay, everybody has a soul. Your soul looks just like your physical body, except it doesn't have a look of stress on it. And it has this beautiful white light in the center of it. And that is God within us. And the other thing that I have to say is that uh, God, or let me say this, the, the God within me, when I get answers, a lot of them are just yes or no or wait, or maybe, um, and we always want explanations. Well, what do you mean yes? Why do I have to do that? What do you mean no? Why can't I do that? Intuition, unfortunately, does not explain why we're getting the answers we get. Great point. It, It comes fast, or maybe it comes slow, but it does not give an explanation. And that's the other part that drives us nuts. Why is my intuition saying this? Why do I have to go do this? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it that day. I want, you know, I, I, I. This is my will. But when we realize, wow, this real, this inner voice really loves me and mm. really wants the best for me, you know, when you really think about it, wow. Why would we even yeah. argue with something like that? And yes, it is hard to trust when we only get a yes or a no, but well, eventually find out why. And what do you do with a maybe? <laughs> you sit <laughs> with it. It just usually means the timing is off. Um, just wait. You know, it just maybe. Just check back with me later. And that's kind of the feeling I had all those months when Mike and his family were planning the boat trip was, mm, maybe, mm, maybe. And um, because I think if I if if my intuition would have said no in the beginning, that I wasn't going to go, then Mike wouldn't have gone. And he really needed to go on that trip with his family. And we ended up having that ticket for when he had to fly out to um, New York on, a, on an hour's notice, we already had the ticket. So, perfect. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, I just thank you so much. We had just one minute to wrap this up. The hour always goes so quickly. Mm-hmm. I want to just pick your brain for hours more. I know everybody else listening does too. So Aww. when you want to know more, go to Echo's website, echobodine.com, and buy her books. She writes as beautifully as she explains things, as she has explained them to us in our time together here. 
Echo, it's just been a delight, and I thank you for all of your teaching over the years, and please keep at it. I will, girl. What else can I do? That's what intuition <laughs> says. Keep going, girl. So I will. Thank you. That's, that's great. Thank you for being on the show, and uh, everybody, go down to the gut, get out of the head, and yep. you just can't go wrong. Amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week for Messages of Hope. Bye-bye. have heard someone say, I've learned my lesson. I'll never do that again. All too rarely do we hear, that was a wonderful lesson. I'm glad it happened just the way it did, even though I was uncomfortable going through it. I now understand why I experienced the pain. With this new awareness, I can change my behavior so I won't make the same mistake in the future. We bear a good part of the responsibility for creating both the positive and the negative situations we experience in daily life. Wisdom comes from understanding the result of our choices and realizing that we can always choose differently. By fearlessly confronting the role you play in the experiences you may have judged as mistakes in your life, you can make future experiences fruitful and increase your wisdom. This Law of Life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. The toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY.
Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.